0: or you can click the link in the episode details below. Registration closes on June 1st. It is only open through May because we need the month of June to prepare everybody for July. I'm looking forward to this deep dive with you all. I'll see you there. On today's episode, I navigate how do we heal procrastination? Let's check it out. Welcome to the Holistic Life Navigation Podcast. I am your host, Luis Mujica. I was sick and depressed until I discovered that I could make music, and then my whole life transformed because I began learning how to listen more deeply. Listen to life, to the people around me, and to my body. And that's when I realized that the body speaks through sensations, and learning this new language meant relearning my body and mind. I soon healed myself of many chronic conditions, and then began teaching others how to do so as well. Holistic Life Navigation combines nutrition, self-inquiry, and somatic experiencing to help you release stress and trauma just by listening to your own body. This podcast serves as a place to share my experiences, as well as the experiences of many others who have healed and are healing through unique, unorthodox, and unusual ways. Your time to learn begins now. Before we even talk about healing procrastination, I first want to explore what procrastination is. Procrastination is a form of a freeze response. Freeze like other traumatic responses don't really rely on actual threat or catastrophic events to exist. Our bodies will go into these responses when they are overwhelmed or stressed. That's all they need. Too much sensation and charge can turn on a trauma response, like a freeze response. A pile of bills, the phone call you're dreading to make, getting to your job on time, especially a job you don't like, and even cleaning your home. The truth is, most of us freeze in these situations, especially when you have an ADHD brain. You can listen to episode 85 of my podcast for more on that. This is why coffee is a daily ritual for most human beings. It stimulates us into fight or flight and out of freeze so we can actually get things done. Skipping meals will also accomplish this by activating our adrenal glands. Understanding procrastination as a freeze response means this. You can stop identifying with being lazy, irresponsible, or self-sabotaging, and instead, say to your body, you don't want to do this, do you? Simply stopping to notice the freeze, responding to it, and giving it a moment to be heard can completely change your life. It's so basic, but really powerful once experienced. Sensations allow us to feel the unseen. It's like dusting for fingerprints or seeing the shape of wind in a snowstorm. Sensations help us to connect with the unconscious, the automatic responses that happen inside of us so that we can respond to them instead of react from them. See what it's like just to feel into your body for a moment, the sensation around procrastination. We tend to judge our actions and by doing so we bypass the sensations that cause the action. So we just stay in a shame loop, in a judge loop, in a negative spinning loop of ourselves. And sometimes that even motivates us. You better do this or else you dot, 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 Okay, I better go do it. That's not really living from desire. It's living from being threatened by yourself and from yourself. So seeing what it's like right now, let's all try this. Let's imagine the thing that we're procrastinating to do whether it's coming up or something we were procrastinating to do last week, and really feel it in your body. Notice how a part of you will constrict. Notice what happens to your breath. Where does your mind go? What's the reflexive, unconscious, automatic coping mechanism to distract you from doing this thing you don't want to do? You might go on your phone, you might eat, you might watch TV, you might call a friend. There's so many things we do to avoid the thing. Again, the thing we're avoiding creates some kind of charge in our bodies. And if our bodies have a low capacity for charge because they're already carrying around so much unconscious charge, they're naturally and intelligently going to avoid anything that brings on more charge and we call that procrastination so how do we move through this how to move through a freeze and procrastination response again freeze is one of our trauma responses so like all trauma responses actual threat isn't required for it to turn on the perception of threat or the sensation of overwhelm is all that it takes Overwhelm is a necessary result when the body has too much information than it's able to process. Overwhelm creates adrenaline, and adrenaline turns on our trauma responses. Procrastination is simply how the body avoids adding more overwhelm to its already overwhelmed system. It is an expression of our systems freezing from a state of overwhelm which feels threatening. Judging the freeze response as procrastination just creates more charge. And you guessed it, more freeze. Sometimes we push through freeze with stimulants and other times we enter into a freeze spiral from judgment and shame. Pushing through or spiraling won't build our capacity to get out of it. So lucky for us, there is another way. Learning how to nurture the parts of us where freeze blossoms from is an effective way to move through a freeze response. So let's try this together. Think of a time Maybe now, where you're procrastinating. Now notice where inside your body you feel it, like we just did. Where do you feel the overwhelm in response to the task you're avoiding? This is the place that needs support and nurturing. This is the place that needs listened to. This part of you needs a break so it can have more capacity. More capacity means less freeze, which means not procrastinating. Listen to this place. So right now, put your hand over it. Take a breath into it. Just see, what does it want from me? Is it hungry? Does it need a nap? Does it need a fun break? A friend? Even notice how it feels just being seen by you. Just having it hold space or holding space for it. And feel that and send your breath there. Explore some self touch. See what shifts. See what doesn't. The more we practice this, we start to see what we call procrastination simply just the body needing a break. And in our extremely overworked society, taking a break might be the most radical thing you can do. So feel into even any overcouplings, any judgments, any thoughts. That would get in between you and the break. That would get in between you and listening. There's this fear that if we love or connect with the part of us we don't like, we'll just have more of it. So if I'm kind to this part that doesn't want to work, if I let myself take a nap, I'll just literally be sleeping all the time. I'll never get any work done. The opposite is so true. I mean, this is uh, this is how I function. I nap when I want to I rest when I want to I cancel clients when I'm beyond capacity and reschedule them some of them leave me because of that and they're allowed to I don't believe in living a lifestyle where I have to um um disobey my body unless I have to right if it's a situation I can't control then I'm, I'm going to be in that reality of not controlling it there were years I, I couldn't leave my job when I wanted to or reschedule, I had to be there for 40-plus hours a week. So I did the best I could, honoring these these places in me that needed rest, that needed listening to after I got home, over the weekend, before I went to work. I also took extremely low-paying jobs because they demanded less of me when I did them, um, which isn't always the case, but I got pretty lucky, and that allowed me to work from my capacity. But I'm saying all this because your procrastination is just a signal, like any expression we have, like any addiction, compulsion, sensations, emotional states. They're all signals showing you there's something inside of you needs your attention. So if I'm procrastinating, it's because I don't want to do it. I don't have capacity to do it. And what's really cool about both those things is not wanting to do it is something I might trick myself out of with my mind. I might be thinking I want it because I might think I need it or it's what I should do. But the reality might be I have zero interest in it. It's not bringing me joy, even though I'm telling myself it should. That's the first place I like to check out when I'm procrastinating and avoiding something. The second part about capacity is is equally important and fascinating to me. Because capacity is always changing. So if I'm procrastinating calling somebody, I don't have the capacity right now. So when I just give that up and say, okay, don't have the capacity, and I ask, what do I have the capacity for? It might be listening to music. It might be going for a walk. It might be eating some food. It might be answering emails, but not answering phone calls. Asking myself, what, don't, what do I have capacity for? After noticing, oh, I'm procrastinating, so I don't have capacity for this. It reorients me toward my reality. Not what I should be doing, not my desire or my intention, but my capacity. My real time biological experience of how much space and energy and ability do I have in this moment to do the thing that I want or think I should do. And there's a real humility to listening to capacity because I start to learn that there's this other force that governs my body. It's not me. And when I disobey the other force when i push through i burn out i get sick things get out of balance and then i have to get still and rebuild but when i listen to that that place inside of me when i listen to that body when i realize i'm not here to dominate this body i'm here to relate to it and i hear what it needs and i follow it it's such a glorious way to live and i I was thinking this the other day and I thought, am I ever going to say this out loud because it sounds so crazy? Uh, But I don't suffer. I I really don't suffer. And I feel so lucky that I don't suffer because I suffered for years. And, you know, over this last weekend, I did a private event and it was amazing. It was so transformative for me. And it was a real test or practice, I, I should say of listening to capacity, I was holding space with a team of people and, um, I was in person. It was my first in-person somatic event in years. And I was doing these gorgeous somatic practices with 30 people and a massage table. And what I noticed was I have a headache I didn't sleep much the last two days because we were up really late doing these interesting activities and rituals and techniques and then my body gets up really early with the sun regardless of what I do. So I was tired, my head hurt, my stomach didn't feel very good because I ate something that was there that didn't really agree with me. And I noticed I'm not suffering, this is incredible. My head aches, I don't have a lot of energy, my stomach hurts, I'm really tired. And I'm okay with that. And I really allowed myself to be still. I allowed myself to be quiet. So many times I just laid on the ground. And I was thinking of something Asha Frost taught me, which is when you feel low, go lower. And it's something that her indigenous elders taught her. And it's this beautiful medicine of ground, of listening to capacity, of saying, I feel low, why am I judging that and trying to stimulate myself? Why don't I follow the lowness? So I thought of that while I was at this event. I I noticed my body feels really low. And through the non-binary lens of energy, low is no better or worse than high might be less preferred in certain settings, but it's really no better or worse. It's just another experience. And I found myself loving feeling low, loving being quiet, loving not fawning and laughing or talking fast or making long eye contact if I didn't want to, loving staring off at a fire or off into the night sky, loving laying down in a room when my colleagues are doing an exercise and I quote, should be standing or sitting, but I laid on the floor and just let gravity just pull me down onto the wooden wooden floorboards. And this beautiful surrender to lowness was really fascinating for me because when I used to do in-person work, especially in group settings, I always thought I had to have this certain um, persona of being very energized and very focused and alive. And that that was a kind of a testimony to my work. This is especially true because I was a nutritionist for so long. So I thought, well, I need to prove to them that I am a good nutritionist and I eat really well and I have all this energy. So even if I'm tired, I don't feel like talking, I have to really like push through and glow. And what I was doing was stimulating the fuck out of myself and calling it health. <laughs> And so it was really fun at this event to play with emerging out of the cocoon of COVID and being virtual. And being in a space where for eight hours I was with the same people, I couldn't just turn off Zoom and stretch or yawn or hold my head if it hurt and then go back on Zoom and look beautiful with my (laughs) O-ring. You know, I I had to really, uh, I really had to look at these beings in the room and let them see me in my vulnerable states. And what was so special about that was the feedback I received by a bunch of people who said, wow, you really practice what you preach. It's really nice to see a leader and a teacher just following their body, following their no, following their yes. And I learned in that moment that my presence is the best way for me to teach whatever's true and authentic for me in that moment is much more uh, medicinal and transmits from body to body more than anything I'm saying or parading. So just like with, with procrastination, if that's what's alive for you, move toward it. Feel into it. Listen to that capacity. And then when it moves, enjoy it when the capacity builds, make the phone call, pay the bills, go for that walk, whatever it was you were avoiding, feel the pleasure of now being able to mobilize. And I guess I told you my story because I wanted to give an example of we can have sensations that we've been taught are wrong or unpleasant or bad. But the more I do this work, And the more I really physically feel and experience the non-binary nature of sensation and charge without my conditioning, states are not good or bad. They're just states. They're just what they are. And my ability to relate to them makes them so much less lonely and so much less overwhelming. So whether it's a migraine or a massage, I'm not suffering anymore. And I'm so grateful for that. So I'm aware that I rambled a bit and I steered us in different directions, but I'm okay with that because it felt nice just to sit here with you and speak and feel and riff on procrastination and freeze and how to move through it and how to reframe it and how to learn. Your body is really perfect with whatever it's doing. The imperfections just come from these perceptive concepts that we've inherited. We didn't even come up with them ourselves, but we inherited them. So I'm in a practice of disinheriting, of unlearning, of releasing concept, and just being with state and trying to love every state that flows through me. So good luck. See where this goes for you. And I'll see you next time. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. My question for you is, where do you feel the episode? Take a breath and just notice what's your body doing right now. Sit with it, let it speak to you and let whatever comes up, come up. And your only job is to listen for all the wisdom you need is right inside of you. To learn more about my work, you can visit holisticlifenavigation.com and sign up for my mailing list. You'll receive a weekly newsletter with specific monthly topics, free resources, and upcoming events. You can also follow me on Instagram. If you like my podcast, please leave a review and share. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next time. Did you know your food cravings are actually a doorway to your subconscious? They are. We tend to see cravings as something bad or something we just give into mindlessly. But when you embody your cravings, you're able to notice they're just blossoming from a certain place that has a certain need and needs your attention. Join me on Wednesday, May 29th, as I unpack this in a new webinar called Cravings Destigmatized. In this webinar, I'll help you learn the difference between a nutritional craving and an emotional craving, as well as how do we use cravings to get in touch with our unmet needs and any of our unconscious, unprocessed emotional experiences. It begins at 4 p.m. Eastern, and everyone who registers will get a replay. You can find the link in the episode details, and you can also go to www.holisticlifenavigation.com and click on events, and the information is right there. Hope to see you there.